Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to the special State of the Disunion uh, edition of In Black and Right. We are still the new definition of color commentary, and I am still Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of conservatism, fighting for freedom, free speech, and free thinking. You can find us on inblackandright.net as our website. You can also send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com. Oh, Lord, have mercy on America's soul. I tried my very best last night to stay up and try to live stream Biden's State of the Union address. I couldn't, I gave up after about maybe 15 minutes because that's all I could stand before I started heaving all over my living room carpet. This was a train wreck and that's the polite version. The man is a mess. He is the vegetable in chief. And listening to that speech last night Prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the White House is probably the most dysfunctional place in the entire country. I really kind of felt sorry, but not that sorry, for the White House communications staff and the people writing the speech because you had absolutely no stinking idea how to spin the mess he has made and everything he has foobarred over the last 13, 14 months. There was no way to do it, but yet they tried. And of course, the political theater by the Democrats was also pathetic and predictable for a variety of reasons. And I tried to live stream it. I, I said I wanted to put it on the Cloud Hub page. But I couldn't do it. I, I just could not, in good conscience, do it. And, and besides, had some technical issues with the sound anyway, which was probably better. I, I like to look at it as a blessing in disguise. And so I'm just going to be taking that down and just eliminating that post because it was a thorough and complete mess. Now, if there were any quote-unquote highlights... There might have been, but I want to play this brief synopsis of certain points in the speech uh, from the beginning towards the end. And it's only about three minutes if I played it all together, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. But I want to at least give it a try and let you hear for yourselves some of the things in the speech that just made me go, wah, what, what the heck? And, and believe me, I'm, that's not really what I said, but I am cleaning this up for the podcast because I want this to be family friendly. But let, let me just play a few. I might just stop at some points to, find, to let you know what a mess it really was. So I'm just going to play. Just a little bit, so hang tight, folks, and here we go. Tonight we meet as Democrats, Republicans, Independents. 
as Americans, with the duty to one another, to America, to the American people, to the Constitution, and an unwavering resolve that freedom will always triumph over tyranny. Ukrainian ambassador to the United States is here tonight, sitting with the First Lady. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> tyranny will always be defeated by freedom? I I excuse the hell out of me, Mr. Biden. What the heck do you and all the rest of your Democrat friends have been doing for the last two freaking years? Lockdowns? Mask mandates? Vaccine mandates? Vaccine passports? Uh, tyrann tyranny? We've already got our own version of it, and we've had it for the last couple of years, and you have led the way along with your Democrat or well, Democrat governor friends, your blue city mayors, passports. I mean, New York is a great example. Los Angeles. I mean, oh dear God in heaven, will somebody please help me? Tyranny, and oh, and of course, let's not forget our friends to the north in Canada. Justin Trudeau went full on despot on the truckers freezing bank accounts, taking their licenses, taking their vehicles, and even threatening to take away their pets. Dogs, beautiful dogs, innocent dogs, just to somehow try to teach them a lesson? What a freaking moron. But, I mean, considering who we're dealing with here, uh, yeah, well, let's continue on with the highlights or the lowlights of the speech. Let each of us, if you're able to stand, stand and send an unmistakable signal to the world. Okay, well, uh, okay, I can appreciate that. Uh, the Ukrainian ambassador to the U.S. there at the State of the Union and showing solidarity to the, solidarity to the Ukrainian people. And I got no problem with that. That was a good thing to say and a, and a very nice gesture. Now, I'm watching this, and there's Nancy Pelosi all smug with that almost joker smile. And, of course, we're not going to, she's not going to rip up the, the president's speech in such a disrespectful, elitist manner. And she's not going to just act like a total witch, which... You know, uh, which has happened for the last two State of the Unions by President Trump. But let's keep going. I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for you, ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What is that going to do? Hmm? I mean, the virtue signaling has already started. Uh, in the state of Oregon, a state I know well, uh, apparently Russian-based vodka companies have been eliminated from store shelves all over the state. Yay, what is that going to do? Nothing. 
It's more virtue signaling. And yet, um, oh my goodness. And, and all this nice things. It's like, oh, we're standing with Ukraine. We're banning all these Russian products. It's like, the Russian product that you need to ban is oil, not vodka. Oh my Lord, people. Are, are you truly that brain dead? That's where they're making their money. Russian oil. Now, I saw uh, some figures and Steve Scalise, Congressman Steve Scalise, uh, quoted it. Now, between the United States, Great Britain, and the European Union, we are buying, we're putting $700 million a day, not a week, but a day, in Russia's pocket because we're buying their oil, which is over $100 a barrel, and it hasn't been that high since 2014. Cut off the oil. Forget the vodka. Forget the caviar. Cut off Russian oil. But, oh, and it got worse, so hang tight, folks. Here comes a big one. Sit down, Chucky. Help working people and left no one behind. Uh, <clears throat> B and S. B.S. The American Rescue Plan is a joke. And a very cruel joke that was inflicted upon the American people. Lying about Trump's tax cut, number one, it didn't benefit the top 1% as the left will constantly tell you. Number two, it helped businesses all across the board. As a matter of fact, when that uh, when it passed, the company I happened to be working for at the time when I was living in Arizona gave its employees, part-time employees got a $500 bonus, full-time employees got a $1,000 bonus. The real sad part about it was those bonuses were taxed. But yeah, that was certainly one benefit of the Trump tax cuts. So, and middle class, the, the middle class, which seems to be on the endangered species list with Democrats in control, and Ch schmucky Chucky Schumer, was he got up a little too early to cheer with that smile on his face. Well, more like a snarky old man grin, but it was ridiculous. And as far as no one being left behind, oh, ho, 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 that was the cherry on top of that sick twisted Sunday. How many, the American Rescue Plan, who did it rescue? It certainly didn't rescue small businesses. It didn't rescue entrepreneurs. It didn't rescue families who were having all kinds of problems. I mean, having to go through these mandates and all these woke companies, some of whom are still pushing vaccine mandates in spite, in spite of the Supreme Court's ruling. And now that they see the writing on the wall and Democrats all across the country 
are anticipating having several anatomical parts handed to them in the November midterms. I mean, we've got about 29, at, and at least at current count, 29 House Democrats who aren't running for re-election because they know they're going to get their butts kicked. Who? No one was left behind? Holy cow, people. I mean, that one was a whopper of a lie. Yet, of course, the mainstream media thought, oh, they were gushing as per usual. They are so pathetic and predictable. I mean, pick your network. CNN, MSLSD, uh, Joy Reid, the silliest and most dangerous angry black woman on television. Ugh, that girl is a mess. She thought it was brilliant. And Dana Bash over at CNN, it's like, oh, it was wonderful. It's like, you know, and Joe, Mr. Foreign Policy was back. I'm like, oh, foreign policy. Oh, don't even get me started on that one. But let's take a look and see what other uh, whoppers Joe Biden had last night at the State of the Union train wreck. It worked. It created jobs, lots of jobs. In fact, our economy created over 6.5 million new jobs just last year. Wah. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Really? All those 6.5 million new jobs. Really? Have all those jobs been filled? Hmm? I mean, in the last year, I'm living in Nevada, just about everywhere I go, there are now hiring signs everywhere. I mean everywhere. Retail outlets, restaurants, everywhere. But, and same here in Florida, even in my little section of North Florida, I see an awful lot of now hiring signs. I mean, if there's some, you created the jobs, apparently, but nobody's filling them because they're getting money. There have been stimulus. Oh my gosh, I don't even know how much has been, uh, put out there and people are making more money off of unemployment and other things to not work than to work a little dignity here i mean if i could because of because of my health issues i can't, really can't but if i was healthier i would have had a job at least two weeks probably not even that long i would have had a job as soon as i arrived in florida I would have because there were opportunities everywhere, but because of the stupid vaccine mandates, I mean, I probably wouldn't have been able to do most of them because I won't take the damn jab. I never have, and I never will. But let's take, let's keep going here. B.S. And the Democrats are just applauding and cheering. Yay, happy, happy, happy talk. And all of it is a damned lie. Not just a lie, but a damn lie. But let's keep going. Anybody want to ask why, Joe? Hmm? How about 
you've neglected the part about record inflation, the worst it has been in over 40 years. Hmm, 7.5% last month. And it shows no signs of slowing down. Yes, they are struggling to keep up with paying their bills. The reason is they're paying more for food, more for gas, more for utilities, more for housing. It's a train wreck all across the board. And there aren't too many bright spots in the economy. I mean, inflation kills all of that. It is, in the, the, the thing is true. Inflation is a tax on everyone, not just the rich, but also the poor and the middle class. I've seen it, I've felt it, it just, it makes me cry when I go and put gas in a vehicle. It makes me cry when I go to the grocery store and it blows my mind seeing things like basic necessities. You've got eggs, uh, bread, butter, beef, chicken. Oh my gosh, everything is costing more. Produce costing more. It's a mess all across the board. So yeah, I mean, bright spots in the economy? I mean, what the hell are you thinking, Joe? So let's go on here. Okay, if that's your priority, Joe Biden, here's what you can do. First of all, reopen the damn Keystone Pipeline. Number two, secure the freaking southern border. I mean, come on. Those two things right there would help. Number three, get a better transportation secretary because Preachy Pete can't do the job. That Yahoo is not even ready for prime time. He's not even close. Heck, he wasn't even ready for daytime, and South Bend, Indiana is only a town of 100,000. How is he going to keep the supply lines open? Hmm? I mean, it took governors like our very own Ron DeSantis here in Florida to say, hey, he told those ships who were sitting off the coast of Los Angeles and Long Beach, said, hey, instead of waiting there for however long, why don't you make the trip, go through the Panama Canal. We are open for business. We are open for business. And it was absolutely amazing. For trucking, all the ports in Florida, and there's a ton of them, Jacksonville, Orlando, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, St. Petersburg, all the way even through the panhandle. Yes, come, come. And governors, Gulf state governors, southern governors, heck, go catch some of the, um, the ports in like South Carolina, Charleston, in Georgia. Use those. Yet, and still, in spite of all of that, which wasn't even really meant to be a permanent fix, at least, hey, 
Florida's infrastructure as regarding ports is pretty amazing and they've made substantial investments in it. So yeah, ships coming in through Miami, Fort Lauderdale, trucks raring to go 24-7, standing by, taking goods to market. My gosh, what a concept. What a freaking concept. But let's go on. Ugh, it's almost over, folks. Look, we've reached a new moment in the fight against COVID-19, where severe cases are down to a level not seen since July of last year. Just a few days ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a new mask guidelines. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country can now go mask-free. Well, yay happy. About freaking time the CDC got with the program, but yet there are too many places that still have your kids in school masked up. Now, even the West Coast, California, Oregon, Washington, as blue as blue gets, as way out in left field as it gets, even they are getting rid of mass mandates in schools K through 12. I think the date is, there are going to be various dates in March, but why can't they just do it right now? Why do you have to wait to this magic date to say, okay, kids, you can take your masks off now. Now, in places like Virginia, where you have school districts, at least half of the school districts in the Commonwealth of Virginia, who didn't want to follow the mask optional uh, executive order from Governor Youngkin because they thought they know better. Well, uh, sorry, Governor Youngkin basically knew better and said, okay, you don't want to follow my executive order? Well, here's a surprise for you. The Virginia legislature passed the bill. Even the Virginia State Senate, which has a one-seat Democrat majority, but they also have Winston Sears God, I love that woman. Um, to say, uh, to break any sort of a tie, it's like, uh -uh. no, we ain't going to do that. So apparently between the Virginia legislature uh, and Governor Youngkin signed it, there's now it is now officially the law in the Commonwealth of Virginia that kids are not required to wear a mask in school. Yay! Which... To places like Loudoun County and Fairfax County, it's like, well, now, you suppose that pointy-headed know-it-alls, you're now, this, it's now law. Actual statutory law in Virginia, and no, you're not going to enforce the mandates anymore, because if you do, in violation of law, guess what? You're going to get a lovely visit from the Attorney General's office, and I can assure you, Attorney General Miares is not screwing around. Not even close. Well, anyway, let's see if we can finish this up. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police. It's to fund the police. Okay. Fund the police. Wow. What a concept. Funding the police. Huh. Well, I can guarantee you 
That line went over like a lead brick with the Witch's Coven, also known as the Squad. AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, Cori Bush, the whole stinking lot of them. Uh, yeah, that didn't go over well because the cities like New York, Chicago, Minneapolis, even all the way out in the Northwest like Portland and Seattle. Holy cow. Yeah, defund the police? What a moronic idea. It was moronic back when George Floyd got killed. It's uh, even more moronic now when you have, gosh, I don't know how many cities it's been. Uh, at least a dozen, maybe closer to 20 cities with record high crime, homicides, property crime. Gosh, you name it, assaults. It's a mess all across the board. But, well, let's, let's finish this out. Well, now that I actually agree with. The American people are strong, but the union is still a mess. It still sucks. Inflation is not getting better. The national debt is not getting better. Government spending is even worse, and they want to spend more. I'm like, holy cow. Yes, we are a strong people. Yes, we're, I believe this can be fixed, but it's going to take everyone, at least anyone with half a brain, to realize we can fix this, but we need much, much, much better leadership. Not just on the federal level. Uh, there's going to be governor's races uh, this year. There's going to be legislative seats, not just in the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, but state legislatures, county commissions, city councils. We need real leaders on all levels to get this mess fixed. If we leave it to Biden, the vegetable in chief, uh, no, that's not a good idea. It's not smart. And we are much smarter than this. There are all kinds of issues that still need to be addressed on the local level. I mean, this is, I have never seen such grassroots activism. There are so many people who are running for Congress, school boards, county commissions, city councils. They're sick of this nonsense. They are truly sick of it. And especially when it comes to school boards and kids. The issue of education is across the spectrum now. Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, the parents are parents are the most dangerous lobby. The, not the lobby per se, but they are the most dangerous demographic out there when it comes to elections because they are aware, they are awake, not woke. And they are pissed off 
and they are organized. I've said it many, many times and I will keep saying it. Do not underestimate the power of parents. Not just the mama bears, because they are the most dangerous of them all. But the papa bears too. There are plenty of papa bears. Dads who are getting out there and telling these people, yo, what up with this? So, and they're running for Congress. They're running for school boards. I mean, I can't wait for the Loudoun County school board elections. Same in Fairfax County because what started in Virginia ain't staying in Virginia. Not by a long shot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. I think it's going to be fun anyway to see parents take their schools back, get their kids back, unmask these kids, get all the pornography out of public and school libraries. This, this is just crazy. And I'm glad, and I will, if I could, I would vote for so many of them. You, you're dang right, because they are the most dangerous group, and I'm not talking domestic terrorism. The parents are coming after the pointy-headed intellectuals who think they know it all in school boards. And it's going to be just plain ugly. And I'm looking forward to every bit of it. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's my take on the State of the Union. What little I could stomach of it. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow to being back with you. Uh, I'm going to be talking about CPAC and my time down there, that which was absolutely nothing short of awesome. So until tomorrow, folks, Jerry Brooks of In Black and Right saying so long, take care, God bless, and remember, patriots come in all colors. <laughs>